in a pyramid long buried in the ice of Antarctica. An ancient evil awaits. But whoever wins, we lose in Alien versus Predator. Mafia, wake up, wake up. You have created a monster and it will destroy you. You know, the series has some pretty good taglines. Whoever yeah. wins, we lose. That's a good one. Just like yeah, in, in space, no one can hear you scream. Mm. I, I, yeah, I like these. I like these. It is. No, it's good. Welcome back to the Monster vs. Men podcast, the bargain basement of the Monster Podcast Airwaves, where two friends try to stay alive and stay connected by chatting about weekly monster movies. This week, as we try to stay alive, we're discussing AVP, Alien vs. Predator. Yes. Yeah. No, uh, Eric, Eric yeah, I did want to call out another one. Uh, Predator 2. He's in town with a few days to kill. Ooh. <laughs> Is that for real? Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, that was on the big posters. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's in town with a few days to kill. <laughs> with a few days to kill. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That one's even better when I thought about it a second time. <laughs> The way you said it the first time, I I just I didn't even get like the double meaning of it. But the second time is hilarious. Yes. Oh man, that that's one that uh, Drew would appreciate our 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 Instagram connector. Uh, uh-huh. he, Drew he, the connector, our Instagram connector. He loves a good pun, so that he would love that. That is a great one. That is a great one. <laughs> oh man, no. So this this is. Uh, Slightly different. We're we're combining our two worlds here in the series, Alex. I'm I'm excited to talk about it. Yeah, I am too. This is this is where this is the point where I'm like, what is Eric really gonna think each week? I felt like I had some sort of handle on what you would think. Now I, I was uh-huh. wrong, I feel like actually a little bit about aliens. Um and then Predator, he surprised me a little bit with how much you liked it. Um, you're wrong with aliens what did you expect with aliens? i thought you would like it more than you did you liked it a lot but i thought you like it even more than you did um mm. and then I, predator 2 was about exactly what i expected and then <laughs> <laughs> alien 3 was about what i i, I was hoping you would kind of like mm-hmm. it and you mm-hmm. did but this yeah. week oh little man is like here he comes here he comes did you know that his first podcast debut, Eric, was a fart on 13th floor? Because I usually try to edit him out of our podcast unless he does a little mm-hmm. sound or something. Um, I have to hi- I, We have to hide his bottle from him when he's done eating, or he'll look at it and just and scream, turn his face away and scream <laughs> while he looks the other way, and then he'll look back at it and scream again. He just keeps doing it over and over. That's amazing. <laughs> he seems pretty chill. Okay. How weird. I'm worried about him now. Um, <laughs> huh? Oh, okay. Um, uh, but yeah, well, this is the point of like kind of no return where I was like, I don't know. You know, this is a Paul W.S. Anderson movie. I don't know what Eric's going to think. 
I I know I think I know what he's going to think next week, but it, I think we're in for a few surprises in the next few episodes because I really don't know how you're going to feel about the remaining shows, save maybe Prometheus. Mm-hmm. Because I think you and me, we may have even we, seen we that one together. Yeah, uh, we've watched it together at least once. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so <Maybe> twice. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm interested to see how the rest of this show goes because we're, we're definitely entering divisive territory here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, let's get into it. All right, let's do it. Not to be confused with Paul Thomas Anderson, Paul W.S. <laughs> Anderson directs AVP, colon, Alien versus Predator. In a clashing of the worlds has been hinted at since Predator 2, you would think that AVP would give fans exactly what they want. Blood, bloody monster action, wicked kills, and a survival of the fittest to decide the fate of the world. But does the movie deliver the goods, or are the goods damaged by only committing halfway? What do you think, Ooh. Alex? I think there is some debate there. Uh, it, it is pretty divisive in some ways, especially before it came out. I remember the big hubbub. You know, mm-hmm. it's not R-rated. Alien vs. Mm-hmm. Predator, all their movies are R-rated. You know, is there going to be enough gore in it? And I'm like, I'm, I'm kind of thinking, like, Alien isn't really defined by its, its score. No. Like, it's not. yes, the chest burster is iconic. But when you think about the series, mm-hmm. I think about, you know, them sneaking up and being just terrifying monsters, right? Around every corner mm-hmm. at any time. I don't think about them doing anything gory, except for maybe the mouth through the head, which we actually do get here. But since mm-hmm. it's a predator, it's doing it too. It's yeah. okay. <laughs> right? <laughs> exactly. The ratings boards are just so weird. <laughs> They're weird. They're weird. Um, uh, but, you know, I, the Predator franchise does have a bit more gore. It, I, I would think would be a staple, you know, ripping the spine out of it, out of its enemies and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, it's still the, the intense uh, hunt, I think, that's even more defining. Now, that being said, I, 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 I get people's hesitation with the film and maybe even the dislike, but I actually think that there's some real fun to be had here mm-hmm. and some genuine surprises. That being said, there are elements of hollowness in this film for sure at times. But I do appreciate that the film knows what it is and it doesn't waste my time getting to business. You know, I, I'm of two minds about the film a lot of the time when I'm thinking about it. But mm-hmm. Eric, this may be your first Paul W.S. Anderson film. I don't know, but I am mm-hmm. really interested to hear your thoughts. I think I've seen a couple. I think I saw a Resident Evil film or two. Oh, really? What? Maybe. Who conned you into that one? It wasn't I me. Know, I don't know. No. <laughs> and I might have seen Event Horizon at one point. Oh, I think yeah. I've seen a couple. I yeah. forgot he did Event Horizon. That's one people love. And when I saw it, I was disappointed with because I, uh, I don't know. I didn't quite get it. Get the, <laughs> I didn't quite get the hype. Well, he certainly has a flavor of types of films that he likes to create. Like oh, that's for sure. Yeah. Right. I don't know. They all feel kind of similar in a weird sort of way. Um, but to speak on the R rating that you mentioned, honestly, it just wasn't that big of a deal to me. Yeah. I didn't notice it much at all. It's definitely on the brink of being R rated violence wise. As you said, there's all the blood and guts here that you could ask for. But instead of realistic red, we just get that neon lime green color, right? Yeah. Like we get 
we get guts <laughs> coming out of a body. Yeah. Uh, but they're lime green. And so look a little bit less realistic. And so I guess that's okay. Um, it was honestly more of the language that was PG-13 rated for me, mm. which is fine. It's probably not realistic for the situation, but it's fine. Um, now, when we do finally get the F-bomb, though, it feels forced. I mean, <laughs> I don't know why films feel like they just have to drop one in just to drop one in in PG-13 movies, yeah. because at that point, it just feels forced, right? It just doesn't make sense. <laughs> just be PG-13 or R. You don't have to try to be edgy, yeah. but I digress. Anyway, <laughs> uh, a whole lot of this just makes me feel uh, meh about it all. But with that said, there are a lot of elements that I had fun with. But the first reason that I felt meh was it just made me not care a lot about what was happening because of the characters. I didn't feel a connection with most of them, with the exception of maybe Alexa Woods, but even she feels larger than life and not quite relatable, um, yeah. not quite a real character. What do you think? Yeah, I, I agree. I, I don't feel like she has enough of those faults that we get with like Sigourney yeah. Weaver's character, right? right. She, she doesn't really have yeah. a lot of those moments where she's absolutely terrified, like mm-hmm. to like a, a really visible way. Like any any horror is. She's Quick. more Arnold Schwarzenegger than Sigourney Weaver. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I would say no, because Arnold, he even gets like terrified too. That right. And Predator. And that she's like, yeah, she's going up against this queen. No big deal. Uh, mm-hmm. So, yeah, she's a, she's a little bit unrelatable in that way. It's like you said, larger than life. And then as for the, I F mean, the word, first, the first shot we get of her, she's. Oh, yeah. It's a Mission Impossible opening. It's iconic. <laughs> I mean, she is climbing climbing an ice wall with her pickaxes, ice picks, yes. without like a harness, and taking a call mid-climb. Yes. Right? Like nonchalantly. Like, uh, and there's no real reason for it. I think it's just for fun. It is, because the, yeah. guy, the guy is at the top, right? Yeah. And apparently a helicopter landed, and she didn't notice. Yeah. 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 Maybe. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> So weird, so weird, and it's, it's just like an action movie cliche at this point. Yeah, um, yeah. and then it's, it's some odd things there. But <laughs> as for the F word, like you were talking about there, 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 there is this like weird rule that I don't know if it still applies now, but it did until fairly recently that PG thirteen movies could get away with one F word. If yeah. you do two, yeah. you go R. Yeah. It's so weird, such a weird rule. Uh-huh. That what I like is and, I think there's a movie, The Big Short. No, no, not the big short. Um, I don't know. It's it's, it's starring a. Uh, I want to say Danny DeVito, but it's not Danny DeVito. John Travolta. It's a sequel to Get Shorty, I think. And he talks about um, how they're making a movie, and you can only get away with one f word, and they use the f word. It's like pretty funny. Um, anyway. Uh, <laughs> weird tangent, but that was a weird, was a weird tangent. tangent. It, it's just whenever I think about the one PG thirteen, I think about the movie that told me about it. But whatever. Anyway, uh. anyway. <laughs> um, but they, you know, they use that f word in one of the callbacks to the other movies, um, and all mm-hmm. the callbacks in this film feel pretty forced. Uh, there, there, mm-hmm. There's a few lines of dialogue that are delivered. I think that line is even delivered twice in this movie. Yeah. And uh, both times it's like, eh, that didn't really work. Like, Prey actually used it in a way that worked and it didn't really take me mm-hmm. out of the movie. Um, 
And I did enjoy the Waylon stuff a bit. I, like I, that, as for characters, like I liked Wayland, I liked Alexa. Mm-hmm. She is larger in life and completely unrelatable. And then you know we get the dad that we know. We know what's going to happen as soon as we see that camera. We're like, ah, you just had to pull that out. Now you're deaf. Now you're dead for sure. But I think he's actually kind of interesting in that the film uses him to increase the horror a little bit. Like when when he's in that room with the facehuggers, he gets the gun just in time and he shoots one, and then you see all the other ones open up. <laughs> I think that's a pretty yeah. cool moment. Um, and then, you know, we get the man candy that sticks around with Alexa for a little while. Uh, he's okay as well. But really, the star of the show for me is is not the humans, but the predators. Yeah, I right. think that they are done so well. Like, I'm amazed by the practical effects usage in this film. Mm-hmm. This, mm-hmm. Th- this, is, this could have so... E- this is 2004. This could have easily devolved into just a CGI fest type of film, right? Like oh, yeah. where we just use green screen. I mean, there are some green screen usage here for sure, but mm-hmm. th- we could have just devolved into, you know, Alien 3 Aliens <laughs> mm-hmm. and just hollow, weightless predators, right? But instead, we could really awesome effects uh you know and at the end of the day this film we're not here for the human characters we're here for the alien versus predator fights that we've been promised for years and years and years and boy i i do think that they really deliver like the predators feel strong they're slamming aliens across the room into 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 pillars kicking them across the room off of themselves like they feel really strong but what I really like that the film did is that they're clearly a little out of their element without their primary plasma casters that our humans are carrying around. You know, mm-hmm. I think it's smart of the film of the film to keep those primary weapons away from them as long as possible because it really leads to these really uh, climactic battles, especially the one between Celtic, who's the large predator, who's the biggest one, and the alien that we see throughout the movie Grid, who has the grid. Uh, cuts on his on his dome. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think that that's a really great battle. You know, you, you think Celtic's about to win several times. He cuts his tail off. Then the alien, sh- the the xenomorph, shows that its ingenuity. You know, splashing acid, using it as a weapon. Uh, and then you think he gets it pinned with that net, and it again, it's just natural defense mechanism breaks it out. And he gets, and the Zeno gets the kill. It's just such a, it's such a fun battle. And all these moments between them, I think are actually a lot of fun. And they end in spectacular fashion a lot of the time. And we do get predator and alien gore here that I think makes up for the lack of human gore that people were maybe expecting. But, you know, I know that you're not usually an action guy, right? Mm. So how do you feel that this was at the end of the day you know the focus of the movie yeah i mean i'll get back into that like i guess it is a partial complaint but the monster action that we do get here is pretty awesome right Mm -hmm. i don't have any real complaints about the action itself it gives us quite a bit um (laughs) that final kill now i think you could say the final kill of the queen at the end is a little anticlimactic. Yeah, it, it right? feels like it's going to climb back out of the of the ice, doesn't it? When they yes, show it going yeah, down, it and then it doesn't. It does. 
And I mean, compare that to the climax of Aliens, <laughs> and you can't even begin to no, compare. No, it's not right? It's just, it's completely not even close. It doesn't even, it's apples to oranges right there. But generally speaking, the effects are fun and practical and do the job. My favorite alien is the alien that you mentioned. I think you called him Grid, yeah. you know, that breaks through the net, but then carries those battle scars across its large xenomorph forehead. I mean, what a cool idea and effect and look. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was great. The predators are awesome, and our main predator is great. Uh, I honestly didn't know what to expect going into this movie at all, but it makes perfect sense that the humans end up siding with the predators, don't you think? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And it was something that I was hoping before going into the movie, being a, a kid mm. that played the, I think it's the original Alien versus Predator arcade beat 'em up game. Uh, where oh, it's nice. actually got the Marines and the Predators working together against the Xenomorphs. And Ooh. it's just like, it's yeah. such a blast and it was such a wild idea when I came across that game. I was like, what? Like, this is like, this is such a cool idea. And yeah, the comics go into it and stuff like that, but I, I didn't really have access to those back then. Um, so, you know, being that first exposure, I always wanted to see that. And you kind of get almost like a hint of that in Predator 2, like that, that, that some sort of bond or kinship there um and so to see them team up in the film it does make a lot of sense i i I love seeing them team up against the queen in the final showdown and it the the final showdown while it is anticlimactic i do feel like it's kind of earned in some ways uh it's maybe a little superhero-y on the the human side of things but i did find myself not rolling my eyes during the battle which is good Mm -hmm. um and it is kind of surprising that I felt that way considering, you know, like again, how the, the film is pretty, it's, I guess it's shallow in, in several ways. <laughs> It'd be easy mm-hmm. for this film to feel really hokey during these moments. But at the end of the day, I genuinely think that the reason so much of this works is because of the practical effects. Mm-hmm. If this movie is CGI in 2004, it would probably yeah. be just a flat out bad film. You know, there's yeah. a spirit to practical effects that is just not quite quantifiable, I don't think. If it's just CGI effects, it's just Transformers, right? Well, well, uh, let's not drive Transformers me. too much. At least a couple of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I got you. Uh, I know what you mean. No, but for me, you know, like the, an, an action movie that's just CGI action, it, that's, you know, you, you mentioned me not being big on action films. And that's true to some extent if the action is just what the focus of the movie is and there's no heart behind it, right? But really, I'm I'm also considering the craft of it. And like the CGI, if it's just CGI action, it that definitely feels more hollow to me, mm-hmm. right? Um, but another praise I wanted to give to this film, and I'll tell you a couple things I didn't like. Another praise I'll give this film is I love the set design. Um, and the setting overall. I mean, what a great premise. That shifting pyramid is probably the scariest part of the movie for me. <laughs> yeah. Tapping into that claustrophobia that all of us have a little bit of, I would venture to say. Big yikes. <laughs> um, it also just makes sense for the type of film that this is. It's an adventure siphon, siphon, sci-fi popcorn flick. <laughs> um, now, there are various things I don't think work. The flashback sequence that spells out 
exactly what is happening just isn't necessary, mm. right? The audience already has it figured out. We don't need you to deliver it to us in a handbasket. Also, I think we could do more with the Wayland Corporation itself. That's an element of the film that goes missing, actually. So while we get the AVP mythos spelled out for us, we don't get enough Wayland Corp. Hmm. But on top of all that, I I think you mentioned the word hollow earlier, and I think it fits, I hate to say, for a large quantity of this film. It just doesn't have anything to say, which no... Films don't have to say anything, right? I'm not going to say all films have to aspire to greatness and say big things, but this one just lacks any of that sort of substance, which you look at something like Alien, right? Or Aliens or Alien 3, and they are at least trying for something more, Mm. right? Even even Aliens, which is the most action-focused, still is is trying to communicate more than just what's happening on the screen to some extent. I don't think this one does. It knows it's not trying to do that. It doesn't try to do that, which again is fine. Uh, but it's it's that aspiration level that it just feels like what I'm watching is just a little bit hollow. It is saved. I think you're I think you um, are right in that it's saved a bit by how many practical effects it uses because there's still a lot of craft that went into that um, that is admirable and is worthy of our attention. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, MVM Plus today, Alex, you you made a comment on here that I think will relate to one of our MVM Plus discussions today. I want to speak about Rings of Power uh, a little bit. I'm, I'm getting close to finishing that. And I want to tell you my impression so far uh, and conclusions that we draw based off of trailers and expectations. Okay. Interesting. Um, I also want to talk about uh, the article that you sent me about the Watchmen oh, series. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Alan Moore. <laughs> and Alan Moore's reaction <laughs> to it. Uh, we'll talk about that a little bit. Uh, I also know you started... Um, Midnight Club. I want to yeah, hear your impressions of that. And I also saw Halloween about. ends. There we go. So we'll have to talk about all of that over on MVM Plus. Uh, that's patreon.com forward slash MVM pod, where these episodes, we really try to make them uh, as concise as possible. And we kind of stick to the point. We, we like to have fun over on MVM Plus, and we go wherever we want to go. Mm. <laughs> and that entire backlog of those MVM Plus episodes is over there at patreon.com forward slash MVM pod. Let's get into our awards, though, Alex. Compelling character award. Who you got? Uh, yeah, I want to give it to... <laughs> I, I, I keep calling him Dad Guy, but his name is uh, Graham Miller. This is the dad. He's got the camera. Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. I just want to know how he got so good with a gun. You know? This feels like a guy that's probably never <laughs> used one before, but he grabs it, he shoots a mm-hmm. uh, face hugger out of the air. Sounds like he nails a couple more before he goes. Like, man, where did this man come from? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that guy. That guy. Yeah, and I mean... You know, you just feel bad for him. You know, he's like, we're going to survive this. I've got two kids waiting at home. Yes. <laughs> Poor dad. It's, it's, it's almost surprising how quick he goes. 
He goes. He goes well, so fast because he goes right after yeah, another character. Because another yeah. character gets two characters get snatched oh, yeah. almost immediately, uh, like within yeah. seconds of oh, each yeah. other. Well, honestly, it's like okay, all though. of the supporting characters gets get snapped up in about a fifteen minute time period. <laughs> oh yeah, they do. They do. <laughs> it is fast. <laughs> uh, there's like the intro. And then there's like, let's kill off everybody. And then there's the final 30 minutes. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, my compelling character award is Charles Bishop yes. Wayland. Um, as I said, I thought we needed more of the Wayland Corporation and their motivation for this expedition. That's something I wanted more of. With that said, I think Charles Bishop Wayland is a completely, it's a twist that I didn't expect coming. Mm-hmm. Right, I didn't expect that that we would get this character. I know we saw Bishop in Alien yes. Three, right? But I didn't realize Bishop was a Wayland in that movie. Yeah, I, I think that um, that is a decision done in this movie. I don't know if okay. that was intentional back then, because it's, it sounds know. like he's brought on to come. I agree. Yeah. In Alien Three, it sounds like he is brought on as he helped design. The, the bishop android from aliens and he was brought on as that human connection not as somebody that she already knows like if he is this corporate guy mm-hmm. right she would automatically be suspicious of him right so like that seems weird there's like a disconnect there, there right is. but i like the idea of charles bishop whalen being this character in this film um <laughs> And I like the fact that he's not fully evil, right? right? There's something interesting there. He's he's an actual human with flaws that's that's pushed that wants to make a legacy um, for himself. That's beyond just I was the CEO of a big corporation, which we see echoes of, right? We see echoes of in Prometheus, for yes. example. Um, but ah. Yeah, we didn't get enough, right? I don't think we quite got enough, but I think it was interesting that they didn't make him into the big bad evil of this film, right? They didn't. Uh, so I'm I'm compelled by that character. I wanted more of that character, so that's why he's my. And he's got some character. strong genes, you know. If 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 those if those, if that kid hundreds of years in the future looks the exact same as him, good for him, man. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, funny. Uh, most memorable line award. What um, you have, Alex? Mine is from an interaction between Charles Bishop and Alexa, where she's talking about like you know being pushed, pushing her dad maybe too, or that her dad was pushing himself too far and he ended up dying on the way down. And he said, and mm. and that they had drank champagne uh, fourteen thousand feet in the air. And he asked, like, what what do you think that he was thinking? Uh, thinking about when he yeah, died, what did he remember drinking was, champagne at fourteen thousand feet in the air with his daughter, yeah. or dying on the way back, or whatever? And I, I I thought that was yeah. really cool. Yeah, I was like, you've uh, got a point. Like, <laughs> maybe. Well, he has a. It was great. No, that was a good point. I didn't really like the way the dialogue was written at the end. Like, it didn't quite snap because he said something along the lines of, "What do you think he remembers?" I'm like. Uh, he's dead. <laughs> it was weird. Well, hey, maybe, <laughs> but, maybe, yeah, maybe overall, Charles uh, believes in the afterlife. Well, <laughs> but, I mean, 
<laughs> yes, I mean that's fine. Either way, if he, he I think he remembers both of those. Yeah, but he does right? phrase like, it that way. You're right. He says, "Which which one do you think he remembers?" Uh, but the the points made. But I, I guess you're right. It is the points made. But the dialogue's a little strange there. Like, even if you do believe in an afterlife, and you're like, and 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 this afterlife is one in which you remember things from the past. I think he probably remembers both of those because a pretty pivotal <laughs> pivotal. Nah, moments, you forget right? about the dying thing. <laughs> Okay. All right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> my most memorable line award is a ridiculously bad line, but it was it was the timing that will make it a memorable line for me because I had a night when when it was just me and Theo this past week, and I, as I told you, uh, I've. Uh, I started this one night and made it about 10 minutes. Oh, boy. <laughs> and then, but then the next night, I watched oh, okay. the whole thing. So it was, it was fun. But uh, I started it up. And I got to the place where I was at. And uh, I basically hit play. And Theo's watching it with me. I'm like, right, nothing's going to happen here at the beginning. It's fine. But he's all of a sudden, he's watching really intently. And the Alexa and Adele oh, get into no. this conversation. And... And she asked her why she ne- she never uses a gun. She's like, I don't have a need for one. And Adele Rousseau says this, same principle as a condom. I'd rather have one and not need it than need it and not have one. And I look over and Theo is just like staring intently at the TV screen. And I'm just waiting for a question. Yes. Oh, I bet. Did it happen? <laughs> no, it didn't. So I think it just kind of, it just it went did. over his head a little bit, but. I was like, oh yeah, my yeah, yeah. She asked, yeah, she says, "What? So many years, I've never seen a gun save someone's life or something like that." And that's her response. Yeah, and it's exactly. like, yeah, I can't imagine. Exactly. I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm like, oh boy, how am I going to explain this one? <laughs> uh, what about your can't believe the actor? Uh, mine goes to I got to give it to Lance Henriksen for his performance of Wayland. I think he does. He's a great job and. It'd be a shame if one of us didn't at least call him out this episode. Yep. No, that's a good call. Um, I'll go with uh, Colin Salmon as Maxwell Stafford. Um, He's like the military guy uh, who makes the crucial mistake of pulling out the weapon. Uh, He's a character actor. This guy is, right? You've seen him in in lots of things before. He always plays the same tough guy character. But he does a good job at it, right? And you always think, oh, there's our tough guy character. <laughs> uh, and in this case, he's a tough guy character who also uh, makes the fatal flaw that basically destroys everybody, uh, Sam's one character. Mm. So, Colin Salmon, Maxwell Stafford, I go with him. <laughs> All right. What about your, oh, that's a good shot? Of um, you know, I don't know if it's a great... Actually, you know what? I'll go ahead and... Our, one of our opening shots where we get a shot of them in the room where they see the heat bloom, but they're watching Frankenstein meets the Wolfman. Are they it's really? a great callback for our MVM people. Did you notice that? No, I didn't. That's a great callback. Yes. In the, yeah. in, the, in the opening moments, uh, they're watching that movie, and they, they put oh, that movie on because really? James Cameron said that if they did, if they did um, an Alien versus Predator movie, It'd be something like useless, like uh, Frankenstein. The Wolfman meets Frankenstein is what he said, <laughs> and, and and so they put that in the movie. 
love as a it. reference to him. <laughs> love it. Well, it's a great <laughs> reference. It's a great reference in multiple ways. So, um, yeah, yeah. Maybe they both are useless, but <laughs> they're entertaining. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. My, my, oh, that's a good shot is the overhead shot of the sacrificial chamber. Oh, yeah. Um, and it's really the, the overhead shot where we see, oh, crap, there's the alien, <laughs> like the chest burster right in the middle, like the circle, right? Yes. Uh, yeah. Oh, boy. This is not going to end well. <laughs> uh, this is a great shot. Again, it goes back to the set design that I said that makes it a good shot. It's one thing to have a good overhead shot, but here's a sweet reason to show off that set. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Really cool. it, it, again, practical effects here. Save the day. Yep. Uh, any unique awards, Alex? Yeah, I've got the Plot Armor Award. And that goes okay. to the, and this is like quite literal in some ways, for our Predator that makes it all the way to the end. So I think I believe uh, his name is Scar. Uh-huh. Um, and his weapons don't corrode like all the others. Hmm. <laughs> There you go. He, he cuts an alien's head in half. His little blade doesn't melt. Now, maybe that blade doesn't melt, to be fair. But then he uses a spear later through an alien. That doesn't melt. Another alien or another predator's spear does. It, it, his actual armor does get a little acid on it. He takes it off, I believe. I think I'm thinking of the thing. So good for Scar for getting that awesome mm. armor that just, does, <laughs> he got lucky. He got the good armor. No, I guess he did. Yep. He paid for the DLC. What about you? (laughs) Mine was a small victories award. And it goes to uh, uh, Graham Miller, a.k.a. Dad Guy. Oh, yeah. Who escapes death one time. (laughs) (laughs) And then I'm like, oh, man, he was was gone quick. And then, oh, he's alive. He's he's alive. (laughs) Oh, he's going to make it out of here. Oh no! Oh no! There's a face hugger. Oh yay! He shoots face hugger. Oh no! Oh no! There's a bunch of no, no. <laughs> so he had a couple of small victories. That's why he gets my small victory award. But dead guy, R.I.P. Hey, what do you think he remembers? Shooting the face hugger or the one exploding out of him? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Probably both. <laughs> All right, let's get into our final thoughts and tiered rating. Uh, you want me to start? Or you want to start, Alex? Uh, I'll go ahead and go. go um, ahead. For me, this is going to be a gamma tier. Uh, somewhere probably in the middle, lower end of things. But it, this is by no means a bad film. It, it's, it, it is hollow, no doubt. But it it's fun, and the practical effects really saved this one for me. Hmm. And it's really the 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 battles between predator and alien where it's just very physical and there's lots of strength being shown like we're we're throwing creatures around uh great distances to really illustrate how strong they really are and it's i think a lot of that stuff really works and i think the queen the final queen battle is a lot of fun but you're right it is a little anticlimactic that, that thing doesn't climb back out because it should <laughs> but um I am excited to see, you know, where the series goes with uh, the the Predalien showing its head at the end of this one. 
Yeah. Um, I'm not excited to see where this goes. But Talk I, about a predictable plot line right there. <laughs> yes. Yes. Right? It's like, come on. You just left us hanging earlier. What do you, we know what happens in these scenarios. Right. 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 Uh, and uh, I, I'm excited to see the Predalien. Um, but I really, uh, this is a fun one. I don't think it deserves the hate, but it's all, it is hollow and I, I kind of get it. I, I, what, yeah. what do you got to say about it? I really like what you said about the practical effects um, and how they save parts of this movie. Cause I think you're right. Now, now you said this movie is not a bad movie. Uh, I would agree. I also wouldn't call it a good movie. No, I wouldn't either. <laughs> right? It's 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 right there in between a bad and a good movie. It really is a meh movie for me. It's a good me, movie. Right? Uh, yeah, I mean, so it really does fit into our Gamera tier. And for me, Gamera tier, this is a lower Gamera tier film. Um, it's got those moments that I'll remember. It's got a r- couple really standout effects that are cool the characters are all forgettable all of them are um the only one the one that's most memorable is wayland uh bishop wayland because we've seen him before uh as we've seen that actor before lance hendrickson as other characters in the series so mm-hmm. he's memorable but, but every other character not so much um with that said like I, I had a fun time with it. I, I'm not going to hate on this movie too much. Um, but I, I do think maybe we could get more in AVP Requiem, Alex. Mm, you'll get more. Whether it's the now good or the bad now part. Now that it's R-rated, everything will change. And we'll right, get right. All well, of this is wishes. what everybody wanted. It's It was the R-rating, Eric. The R-rating is what makes movies good, don't you know? Of course. Of course. <laughs> I'll be interested to see what you think, man. I, I, it's gonna either way. Next week is gonna be a fun discussion. Whether we yeah. like it or love, it. <laughs> like it or oh, love, it. man. <laughs> oh, well, boy. next week is Aliens versus Predator Requiem. Uh, will. Ah <laughs> oh, man. Uh Here, I'll go well, and go. You want me to go while you're doing it? Thinking? Go ahead. Go ahead. Next week is AVPR. Will it push us too far where we'll throw ourselves in front of a car? Oh <laughs> 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 <sighs> um next week is Aliens versus Predator Requiem. Will we like us some or will it uh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm dead this week, man. <laughs> oh, I'm not staying alive well. I'm, I'm falling to pieces. <laughs> well, we'll hurry up and wrap this up so we so you can maybe make it to next week. <laughs> there we go. As always, thank you for listening to Monsters vs. Men. Leave us feedback on this episode at mvmpod.com or email us at mvmpod at gmail.com. You can also follow us and message us on Twitter and Instagram at MVM underscore pod. You can become a bargain basement at patreon.com forward slash MVM pod and receive weekly bonus content, including special reviews, interviews, and host chats. Monsters vs. Men is produced by Alex Cornett, executive producer Kevin Alexander, Faye Basier, Christopher Clavero, John Freeman, and Michael Herndon. Just a thanks to our wives, comma, Rock Band for PlayStation 3, which forms Cell Block B, Louis Loops, Senior Honda, Drew the Collector, our Instagram connector, and you, the listener, for listening.
Until next time, don't go into that suspiciously perfectly carved out hole in the ground. (laughs) (laughs) And try Try to to stay stay alive. alive. Mafia, wake up, wake up. You have created a monster and it will destroy you. In a pyramid, long buried in the ices of Antarctica, an angel. An angel? All right, got to repeat. You got to redo that over. I, I, wait, I'm wondering, is ices a word? <laughs> I don't know. Is it? Let's see. Ice. Ices. I mean, I know ice. Is, ice. Ices. <laughs> like ices. <laughs> like, like <laughs> ices. Let's see. I did. Um, I'm just gonna say ice. Yeah, I would say I would say ice. <laughs> I don't think it's a word. <laughs> Let's try it again. Okay. <laughs>